Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Always an honor to spend it with you every week right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology. But first, before we get started, we got to let these trumpets roll, baby. Band, you can find them out of Staten Island. I recommend that you check them out. Buddhist Band, you can check them out on Spotify. A lot of you are stressed out. You need some good brass in your life. <laughs> That's what I say. Hey, if you're new to the show, we're an automotive lifestyle show. We got almost 300 shows out to you the last several years. Uh, and, we, and, we, and listen, man, I can do the show from anywhere. Anywhere, people. I could do it from the back of my house with the dog and under the tree. But I decide, I don't care if i got to travel 50 miles to do it from one of the premier high school trade schools in the country, EVIT. And right now, people, I know a lot of you parents are listening. You're like, oh, that EVIT school. My kid's going to college. How do you know your kid's ready for college? Some of you are force-feeding it, and then they disappear as a freshman. Right now, EVIT is enrolling. Do what you love. East Valley Institute of Technology is more than 40 career training programs, people. Some of you are like a picky. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, there's 40 programs right here. So you guys check that out. Get on to uh, enrolling today. Don't delay. A lot of you put it on a delay list, and then you forget about it. I'll have it in the show notes, but evit.com slash enroll right now. I want to remind you, uh, Fast and Furious, man, a lot of you got excited. Super Bowl, I think it was. By the way, Super Bowl was just piss poor. I'm sorry. Commercials. They were not good. I had a whole buffet of cheese. I had drinks. I had a few people in the room that couldn't care less about football. They said, I'm watching it for the commercials. And they weren't that great. But one commercial that we saw, we saw a teaser. And I can't quite remember. It's probably before or maybe post-Super Bowl. Because there's big dollars, you know, to, uh, to play it up on uh, Super Bowl. Big money. Millions. Fast and Furious 10. Fast X. Justin, get on the mic. You heard about it. Fast and Furious. This is a franchise that won't stop. It's like a cheeseburger from Burger King that just won't change. Yeah. I actually like, I never saw it, but then my ex-girlfriend told me I needed to watch it. And I yeah, watched, but that's I'm what hooked. I'm saying, man. It's a, Actually, it's a great, iconic franchise. I mean, can you imagine how many people got hooked in generation after generation? All things cars. It's been going on for what? 20, it has. 10 years? Right. So I want to bring your attention. I'm going to take you back to 2021. Uh, working with Fuel Fest, we were honored to pay tribute to the legacy of the late actor Paul Walker. You guys may not know, but this man had a huge charitable heart for Reach Out Worldwide. You guys can get on TV, check out the interview, because we had Cody Walker call in, and of course Chris Lee uh, with Fuel Fest. You know, the thing about it, you guys hear me say this all the time. Put automotive people in government, we'll straight it all out. We all got big hearts. Some days it's a little crooked, but the heart's there. Uh, you guys can check out episode, well, I don't even have the episode. Just go to the Ranch Nation, type in Paul Walker giving heart. I think you will enjoy that. And then certainly, I believe it's uh, February 23rd is when that Fast X is coming out i got a lot of friends of the show hanging, uh, industry types. We love uh, our industry familia, working day in and day out to keep it happy in the service bays. Rosama's Car Care out of Hudsonville, Michigan. 
Go check them out. All my Michigan family, stop complaining. You guys, I hear you. You you email me. Uh, Frank, I got nowhere to go. Get onto our friends section. I don't care if you're in Timbuktu, man. We got people. TokyoAutomotive.com. My family out of Costa Mesa, Placentia. One-stop shop. They've been around for a while. Good, solid people. So if you're out in California. Now, dig this. Some of you, I know I got some Canadians out there. British Columbia, Prince George. Get out to Rivers Edge Services. Uh, it's another outfit. And again, I'll put this uh, in our friends section. I'll have that out in a few days. But I do want to recognize uh, great talent in the industry. I've got another one here for those of you in Michigan. Michigan is a big state, man. You know, you 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 got like you people live in areas and you got to travel and and you're like, well, I can't find a gr-. like you see a bunch of dry cleaners, but you're saying I can't find a good shop. Here's another one. Megan in the Familia, Eric and Jamie Carlson. I'll mind, I got to remind you people, Irvine's Auto Repair in Grand Rapids. Hybrid and EV. Some of you are getting your EV on. Tesla's been dropping price. You've been seeing it. You're like, but I don't want to wait weeks for service. We have a ton of great EV aftermarket shops in the industry. If you're out of Michigan, and I'll remind you, Irvine's Auto Repair, Auto Care's 2021 Shop Owners of the Year. Big deal, people. Eric and Jamie Carlson. A lot of you are sitting around with your little cameras, your phones, your smart. See, that's the problem. Justin, they named it smartphone. So it, it, it makes us feel like we can do everything, including we're, video. We're smart now. We're smart. My phone will do it. Some of you got video out. I'm not saying it's bad, but some of you need to just pull the trigger, hire a professional. <laughs> Patrick Egan, uh, Spark Interactive Video. I invite you to check him out and his team pushing out some great video uh, for your business. Uh, in this case, a lot of automotive shops. We're busy, man. Um, and it's hard. Like some of us get away with it. We get our camera and we do our thing, our little smartphone. But if you want a professional message and you want to be able to really get inside of what consumers are looking for, you'd agree. You need, you need to kind of have a professional hanging out with you. Patrick's a good guy. Tell him Wrench Nation sent you. Uh, Rich Falco, uh, Diag on Demand. Again, I'll have this in our friends section. Um, a lot of shop owners, I, I get it, man. You know, I was that guy the first couple of years in business. I couldn't speak the language of underhood technology. I mean, I knew how to do breaks. I knew how to do all the basic stuff. Some of you are doing that now. I'll remind you, though, if you get a check engine light and you're not proficient, that could be a problem. Rich Falco, Diag on Demand. Check him out. Again, I'll have this in the uh, show notes. And then uh, one more or two more. These are all family. Beamer and Ben's out of Costa Mesa, Rocky Kaminian. Man, this guy's got a clean shop. How many of you like to walk into a clean shop? Some of you are used to a broken, dirty, nasty shop. And then you say, that's how everybody is. That's just the automotive business. That's not true. There's a lot of... All these shops I just mentioned, man, they're clean. They take pride in what they do. Uh, so Beamer and Benz out of Costa Mesa. Uh, I'll just tell you, if you're in Newport Beach, you want to check uh, Beamer and Benz out, Rocky Kaminian, um, out there as well. Jimmy Lee with Kukui. Some of you got broken websites. I get it. Your aunt, your uncle said, I do websites. They built you a website. Justin, you ever been to that website that's now formatted right on your cell phone? You got to move it. There are people out there with websites yeah. that just are not formatted. They're not friendly at all. What do you do then? 
You're like, I'm out of here. I tell them I'll redo it for $1,000. <laughs> you will redo it. I yeah. will do it. So you're a website builder. But specifically, uh, it's nice to know in the automotive arena, there are some proprietary tools specific to our industry. Uh, Kakui, uh, big shout out to Jimmy Lee, who's hanging with this show. So there you have it. Again, I'll have that in the friend section. Um, show topic. We're going to get into industry deep, man. Um, you know, we, we like to have our guests on that are specific to what they do. Um, Mike De La Cruz, Overdrive. I'm going to spell it. O-V-E-R-D-R-Y-V-E. Not while you're driving, but go and check out the website. Some of you, just as I said earlier, as business owners, what is in your mind? You can do everything. How many of you have a problem delegating? I know I have at times. It's not easy. We just got to get it done. We were burnt out last week. Somebody dropped the ball. That's the life we live. As a business owner, it's synonymous with someone else dropped the ball. I'm all over it. Three o'clock in the morning. I'm all over it. Would you agree that's stressful? Now, some of you just shut me off because you're like, Frank, I got, I got like a, an Olympic team. Nobody drops the ball. Well, how about with your marketing? It's frustrating. You try and try and try. And I'm not, I'm not talking about free. Some of you gave up. And say, well, let me just throw up this free. Justin, get on the thing. You see free. What's your feeling when you see free? Free this, free that, free this in marketing. I actually don't like the word free. How, do you, how does it make you feel? Well, I, I don't know if it makes me feel any different, but I would rather pay something for the quality. I feel like if you have something for free, you're not getting that quality. It's like just thrown together and thrown at you. There's so much marketing out there that... In my opinion, when I review, and including my own, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't have the Holy Grail with this thing, <laughs> but I'm just saying when the pain point of lack of business, whatever you do, I don't care if you're basket weaving on the corner and it's just a slow day for basket weaving. What do we have a tendency to do? We put out the free. Yeah. Free is dangerous. Free is also a lazy individual, in my opinion. Some of you don't like that. I said lazy. Lazy means you didn't research. Lazy means just go and swallow it. You're burnt out. You've got a lot of other widget things to do in your business. Mike De La Cruz, Overdrive. We're going to cover those overwhelming marketing tasks. Be real, people, that are burning you out. Now, let's step back for a minute. You can have the best product. You could be the best looking. Your teeth are so perfectly lined up. Everything about you and your organization is dialed in. But nobody, nobody knows about you. Even for some of my people that have been in business since 1926, you constantly have to reinvent. The market always changes. So Mike De La Cruz is going to join us. We're going to dive into uh, some of the tips and ways to increase some of that brand reach. Yes, we're going to dive in specifically for automotive, but I've heard from you, a lot of you other small business owners, you get tips, I hear from you, you give us tips, which we love. Uh, in fact, 480-655-8870, my apologies if you're listening this uh, 
on the replay Saturday radio or podcast. You can always get into the comments of RanchNation.tv. I'd like to hear from you. What makes this show unique is we don't, I don't have the, I don't sit up here with the Holy Grail. It is a family vibe. And so Mike's going to join us in a minute. I do want to cover a couple of topics on news. Use cars right now. It's like a yo-yo. Justin, you've seen the pricing. Uh, I know you drive your little Kia. That's a little tank. I know you abuse the heck out of that thing. <laughs> but you, have you shopped like on a Sunday over at Orange Juice? Are you like looking through the internet seeing, okay, what are these cars getting? Not really. No, Sunday you're sleeping. I know how you are. <laughs> you burn out too. <laughs> Use cars to avoid buying right now in every state. Now, I'm not going to cover 52 states, but I want to filter through this. Arizona right now, when I say used cars to avoid, we're talking about the price drop that we saw in December, right? You heard the media. Oh, get ready. Get your tax money ready. The price dropped in December, and then it popped. And I'm like, I, I, I could. I was trying to research why are these prices going up in Arizona right now. The Lexus ES 300H. You're talking about a $9,700 difference, 26 percent, 26 and a half percent difference from last year. That's in Arizona, California. You want to know all you Californians what is the largest increase in price for a vehicular? The Porsche 911. I see you out there, Colorado Mini Cooper Clubman. $8,000 increase. Audi Q3 out of Connecticut. That's $5,900. The list goes on and on. I'm trying to scan this. BMW 7 Series in Indiana. 66% increase. These are price points from like January people, like fresh off the presses. Uh, $39,000 BMW 7 Series increase. So what is my point? If you're listening, you're, you're kind of consuming. You're going to get your tax money back. And your house is squared away. Your kids are done. No more college money. You went on vacation already. And now you're going to treat yourself. Be cautious. Do your homework. Because I see some more fluctuation. You know, last year we were talking about supply chain. Ah, everybody, it was causing problems. I don't see that right now. I, I You know, if, if a car is going to sit on a lot for a long time, that's a car that I may want to look at. I'm talking about the Buick people, my service life group people on Facebook. They know they say, what is wrong with this guy? He keeps putting up, go buy a Buick. Well, what happens, people, when a car sits on a lot for a long time? You're going to lower the prices. So don't feel like that Buick is your grandmama must car. <laughs> They've got some pretty unique platforms. Uh, for further report on that, iccars.com. Justin, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to bring Mike to La Cruz, and we're talking about overwhelming marketing tasks. That are burning you out. Stay tuned, Ranch Nation. One of these days, things ain't gonna change. One of these days, I want my mileage back. Of course, you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. 
Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have bolt-on technology software Provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, Mail Shark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. I think I don't understand the freedom land of the seven Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Get on to wrenchnation.tv. A big shout out to all of our podcast listeners. I load that up usually Sunday or Monday. And our family out in the high desert of California, KMET. Thank you so much. Your show topic and ideas always welcome. Wrenchnation.tv. Big announcement. I want to get you guys ready. Super Bowl's gone, and you're like, eh, this festivities. What can I do? I don't care if you're outside of Arizona. You want to make a trip, Glendale. Right, that very same Super Bowl stadium, uh, which we threw down. Which I thought it was a good game. Justin, you thought the Super Bowl was a good game? It was actually the first Super Bowl I actually watched. Are you hooked? Are you a football fan now? I am not a football fan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you enjoyed yourself. Uh, Meekum Auctions. We do a lot of work with Meekum. Um, they've got their March 28th through April 1st at the State Farm Stadium. You guys can check that out. They've got their wonderful auction. Man, I'm telling you, everything from a 55 Mercedes 300 SL Goldwing to a 68 Yanko Camaro, a lot of you Camaro lovers, and it's not about high dollar. This is what I like about Meekum. Like, you can find just about anything and everything. Meekum.com will be out there, Wrench Nation, hanging out with the Meekum family. Again, that's March 28th through April 1st. Let's bring Mike De La Cruz in. He's been patiently waiting. Mike De La Cruz, are you there? What's up, Big Frank? Hey, everybody. Man, I just got to clear the air. Mike, stop sending us all that cold weather from California. Please? Pretty please? (laughs) I hesitate to say freezing because I heard you say that there's people on here from Michigan. And, you know, our definition of freezing out in California is probably a little bit different, right? It's so funny. I talked to Rocky Kaminian out of Costa Mesa, uh, Beamer and Benz. You know, we talk often. And... He, he was, you know, Rocky, he was complaining about the weather. I said, Rocky, you're in the, you're like by the beach. I'm in the desert. Like we don't, we don't understand this kind of weather. We need therapy afterwards. So yeah, I mean, seriously, isn't it that way? Uh, Mike De La Cruz, I've known you for years. You're a f- fascinating, incredible individual. And I would just clear the air and tell you, you're a man of your word. Many people want to do business with people that honor 
their word, which means, hey, at three in the morning, if your word is what I got to do is what I got to do, you're there. That's who you are, bro. Thanks for saying that, Frank. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's cliche, but when you love what you do, it's not work, right? Um, From the time I get up in the morning, I, you know, I think my clients, I think the industry, how can we serve and pay it forward? And I've been in this, uh, in this space for over a decade and I feel like I just reached a point of maturity where it's now time to pay it forward, which is why I'm on a bunch of committees and, you know, uh, mentor uh, for the Yang uh, council. And just, I mean, I'm doing so many things, but it's, it's, it's effortless because, I'm really enjoying it. Well, that's what it's about. I mean, you know, like we could have the crappiest day. A lot of us do. Cars don't get fixed properly. You know, rental cars that are in their eighth day. I mean, it happens. And when we can make connection with folks in the industry that make us forget and really, you know, I don't want to sound kumbaya, but that's what works for me. And you're one of those individuals top of my list that is a breath of fresh air. Now, enough of that. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with that. Let's get to business. <laughs> hey, so again, I'll remind you guys, check out overdriveinc.com, O-V-E-R-D-R-Y-V-E-I-N-C.com. I'll have it in show notes while we discuss some of this marketing. Uh, Mike, I know I did personally, back in 95 when I opened up my first shop, um, I loved on everybody, had no clue about what price structure should be. Um, would hire anything that would smile with at least eight teeth. (laughs) I did a lot of things wrong, including marketing. I got to put you on the spot before we get into your background. What are you seeing right now? Maybe it's like the number one commonality that as an industry, we're just not getting right from a marketing point of view. And I know it's a big question, but what's the commonality? Are we afraid of price structure? Are we doing free a little too much? Talk to me. Well, I mean, what we're not doing right is doing nothing at all. Um, You know, one of the things that I see today is, um, and thankfully it's not as common, right, um, as it was 10 years ago when I first came into the aftermarket. Uh, But what I'm seeing a lot is um, hesitation, kind of that fear of, you know, uh, wanting to try something. So I think the biggest thing that we're getting wrong right now is just the – just the, the lack of, uh, of uh, I don't want to say effort, but the lack of, of willingness to to execute on different different uh, you know marketing structure. Yeah, and I think I want to add to that. Like again, I go back to like 1995, man. Like the only thing the, the only thing that allowed me to survive, and I think it was just a bunch of naive chutzpah, if you will, is my it was yeah. my heart for people. And then you quickly learn mm-hmm. it's like ooh that 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 heart starts to get. Like the heart goes down to the ankles because, oh, God, I didn't charge accordingly or I didn't hire appropriately. And within that, everything leads by the brand and reach of your company. And you visited well over 1,300 service facilities. And I bet you there are some out there that when you say consistency, they don't even have a guideline percentage of budget for what marketing should be. Um, I've heard when I was running with the Arlo County coaching groups years ago, I was a big shot. Like I'm spending 3% of my budget on marketing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I go in the group and you know, I saw everybody passing me tissues because they were like, 
And I'm like, why are you giving me tissues? Because we're about to make you cry. <laughs> right? I'm like, 3%. You're talking to a marketing guy, Frank. Man, I know. Uh, fast forward, <laughs> I will tell you, we spend 8 to 10% of our budget. Um, they say 6 to 8% to mm-hmm. grow. I mean, what's your thought on that? 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's always going to vary, right? And what I always like to do is I always like to keep a cushion. Um, so, you know, my numbers are right around that six to 8%, um, probably closer to 10. And the reason why, um, is because it, let's say we don't use all of that budget, uh, all of that marketing budget, we could always allocate it towards our following year, right? 2024 marketing expense, right? So, um, I always like to pad that because, um, I like to prevent what, what I, well, I, what I've heard is called panic marketing where, Oh, oh shoot, car, car counts dropped and, uh, you know, we, we got to get some cars in the base today, uh, instead of forecasting it and planning it out six months, eight months, a, a year from now. So, um, it's always better to have that cushion, but I think you're right in line with the six to 8% on average. Yeah. I think that's a, uh, I think that adds to the anxiety. Cause one of the things you said was, man, I'm seeing a lot of folks that the way I pose it was like casino slots, you know, the penny slots. It's like you're 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 I'm, I'm going to spend a dollar to try to gain 10,000. That's like pure luck. And we know that that with when it comes to marketing, it's risky. So part of the problem is establishing what you're going to have and stay consistent with. Do you find that we're we're just like we're we were all over the map. We we try too many things and then we fire the things that we try after a month or two cuz the biggest thing you probably hear is it's not working. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I think I had one scooter, one electric scooter come in the shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. talk to me about consistency. Like a lot of those shops that, that get it, it's like a set it and forget it for the most part. Exactly. I mean, you know, I would probably say, Frank, that, um, you know, again, we, we sort of evolved uh, from a marketing perspective as an industry. I mean, I, I remember, over 10 years ago when I came into this, this industry is uh, I used to have to convince, like literally twist somebody's arm to open up a Facebook page or create content for something, right? You fast forward to today, we've evolved as an industry. So in terms of like, you know, jumping around and stuff, I, I realized like, look, we take a lot of pride in our business. Uh, we, we know it better than anybody else. We care about our community. We care about our customers. And whenever one of our vendors maybe drops the ball, we are in some cases quick to jump the gun. Um, I always say, look, nobody's perfect. Right. And, and the cool thing is, is people don't expect perfection. They just expect follow through. So when you're working with a vendor that, you know, will make an occasional mistake, but they're lightning fast to fix that mistake, um, hold on to it. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Don't be quick to jump uh, from vendor to vendor. Uh, give it your best shot. And if you look back and you're like, you know what, I, I tried X amount of times to make this relationship work with this vendor. Um, it's not working. And uh, now it's time to look at other options. Uh, but make sure that it's not like you take the emotion out of it. Uh, it's not an emotional decision. It's more of a well thought out, thought through process before you move from uh, from vendor to vendor. But, uh, you know, consistency is, is uh, important, uh, but also explore don't be afraid to go out there, roll up your sleeves, and take a look uh, at what's what's happening out there from a marketing perspective. I mean, there's so many cool things that we could be doing now today that we weren't doing ten years ago. So, All right, Mike, I I, I got to jump in. A lot of people are listening, and they're and they're. I get it. It's it's uh, and I I, I got to speak for myself. I was that guy. 
because I just so respected people that were peddling, whatever they were peddling, you know, a, a plunger or they were peddling the latest magazine cover they wanted us in. What is the question I should ask if I'm solicited by whatever digital circulation, billboard people, uh, shopping cart coupon guy. <laughs> what? Because some some people nowadays um, it's a hand sanitizer station, right? You got your hey, face up there. Hey, but but no, I'm a gorilla. I got my faces on everything. Probably places I don't <laughs> I need to be. Um, but what do I ask? In like some of us, we get nervous. Let's just speak on this. Some of us get nervous because a we're busy. Um, this was an this was like interrupted. In other words, whether it was an email that I got from somebody I don't know or whether they walked into my garage and things are busy. Um, I got my service team. Uh, they're trained to be nice. And then there's a no soliciting sign. So you know what that means. How do I, how do I respond to somebody that's got the best in the world for my business regarding marketing? I mean, what, what are some of the questions I can ask? Um, well, I mean, first and foremost, what I would do is find other users that are, that are, you know, peer to peer users, right? Other shop owners that had maybe tried the billboard company that you're looking at, or maybe tried like, you know, some type of digital marketing, or maybe tried the postcard campaign, um, for that particular company. So the first thing that I would do is I would check with other peers, um, you know, either you're, you're a 20 group, or obviously we're a close net community. There's a bunch of forums on Facebook and so on, but um, lean on your community, your automotive community, find out who's used XYZ company. Um, don't expect everyone to be perfect the same way we don't expect every customer to be satisfied with our experience in our shop, much as we want to, not everybody's going to be happy. You put a thousand people trying something, not all 1000 people are going to say great things about it. Right. Um, so everybody has their own experience. And then what I would ask that particular vendor is um, I, I would, I would want them to set clear expectations. And what I mean by that, Frank is, um, you know, what is the next, 30 days look like for me? What is the next 60 days? Don't tell me I'm going to generate revenue in the next week if it's going to take me six months. Um, you know, so, so, so I, I feel like having the realistic expectation of a return on investment, you've got to ask those hard questions up front. That way, you know, if, you know, they say you're going to get X amount of revenue uh, in six months. And if you get it in four months, the guy ends up looking like a rock star, right? Like, man, he killed it. He did it well, well before expected, I expected it. And uh, I'm, I'm taking off to the moon here. One of the things you said earlier, and I think, I think, I think this is real because of the lack of planning, i.e. marketing calendar. By the way, if you're listening, I'm more than happy. I, again, I don't have the holy grail. I got a marketing calendar every year. Like some of it is set and forget it. And then we review it. If if you're if you guys want that, just reach out to me on wrenchnation.tv. I'll make it your own. But part of the anxiety about I need cars now is we're not planning. Like those that get it are they're planning for the summer, they're planning for the winter, they're always one step ahead. I, I think you'll agree the rush to get those cars in the bay. You kind of you kind of start slipping and sliding because you're expecting something when in all reality you haven't sat down to review your situation regarding a marketing calendar. Would you agree? A hundred percent. You know, shop owners. You know, for the most part, they know what they want to do, right? It, it, the commonality is, you know, they 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 want to grow sales. 
They want a higher car count. They want a higher ARO. Right? Those are the common things that we hear today. But the challenge is, is they don't have the time or some of them don't have the resources to fully execute on that. And when you talk about like a calendar and kind of pre-planning, um, you know, it's, I, I think it was, and forgive me if I got the wrong person, but I'm 99% sure it was Malin that talked about the panic marketing that I mentioned a minute ago. Panic, and yeah, it's, it's like, like Wall Street right now. Look at Wall Street, they're panicking. <laughs> but maybe. The car count's dropping. What can we do today to get cars, you know, in, in my bays, right? Uh, I mean, it's, it's almost like this big, major, major deal, right? You know, can that happen, right? Can we launch a campaign and get immediate car count? Of, of course, right? But, but you have to be very creative with the type of campaign, right? It has to be well thought out, well, fully calibrated. Um, do I encourage it? You know, no. Uh, you know, it's better to forecast your marketing based on historical data. So here's a tip. Um, what I like to do is I look at shop management. shop management. Shop management systems obviously have everything about your customers, their frequency of visits, their type of vehicles, their phone numbers, their email addresses. Go into your shop management system, pull 36, month, 36 months worth of data. Look at that historical data and measure that seasonality. Is it tax time? Is it winter time? Is it back to school? Measure those pockets historically where it typically slows down in your shop and then start to think about that forecasting. Start to think about those campaigns to be able to alleviate any stress of a reduction in car count. Yeah, I think you, you said forecast, man. I think I think we're not really good at <laughs> forecasting anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what overdrive's for, right? That's why you hire overdrive if you don't either know it or uh, you don't have the time to do it. That's that's the goal. You know, and I don't think we ever thought of it that way. Like we were expected. A lot of us were great technicians under hood. You know, for whatever reason we said, hey, I'm gonna do this on my own. And then we find out, wow, I'm forty thousand a month in debt. I got all these bills. I didn't even price out my labor rate. And I got people yelling at me. And it's just so chaotic. The last thing we think about, because, hey, if we can <laughs> if we can uh, diagnose 100 million lines of code, dang it, we can do marketing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so a lot of us have never thought. Like, I put this out there and people think, oh, this guy's nuts. Here's a tip. And you guys can reach out to me or Mike. How many of you own, how many of you have a relationship with a publicist? And, and a lot of you are like, what do you mean publicist? PR? Like, I'm not Madison Avenue. I'm just, I'm just the guy or gal on the corner. I'm over here scratching my head too, Frank. I'm, like, I'm going to tell you guys straight up. <laughs> if, now, when we talk about brand reach, content, marketing, blah, I want to let the whole world. I mean, I stood on the corner with a bullhorn letting people know where we're at. That's crazy. I don't expect you to do that. But if and you, you really want. I've done that, by the way. <laughs> I got, really yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you're speaking to adding that level of team and connection. In, in, in this case, um, having you on board as a consultant to handle it. When I had a publicist, I knew that I. It's not about trust, but. I, I didn't have the time of day to hang with all these media and news and because we wanted to be a part of that. Even circulations, getting the write-ups. Many people think, well, I'm not Hollywood. I don't need PR. Reach out to me and we probably we probably could do a little, you know, video on it, whatever. But trust me, I was the same way. I'm like, this ain't going to work. It's not expensive. And guess what it does? It allows you, what should you do as a business owner? Like a coach with a great athlete, your business is the athlete. 
You're the business owner. Your job is to measure. Is this guy running the five-minute mile? Oh, wait a minute. He's running six minutes. Your job is to guide that. And, Mike, like, light bulbs go off because you're bringing to industry, which I don't think has been there. Like, I'm not taking away from all of the the reps that rep those individual items we need, software, tooling, whatever the case is, marketing. But to have somebody on the squad, kind of like a CMO, a chief marketing officer, without killing the bank, man, I'm going to sleep right. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna go home and do the crazy things I want to do, and not think about a shop. That's exactly right, and it, it's it, strong comparison to a CMO. And I'm glad that you mentioned that, Frank, because that's exactly what it is. If you think about, and, and you know, you you've been in the shop and you own a shop and stuff. If you think about the typical day to day. And if you separate it like in a pie chart, I always like to explain it this way. If you separate a pie chart, right, from having to meet payroll deadlines to greeting customers, um, you know, to, to making sure the team is, is, is uh, up to date on the latest training and the tools, we're going to switch FM shop management systems. Um, now we've got to spend the next six months getting everybody on board and getting an entry. If you think about it in a pie chart and if you take out that marketing slice of the pie, right, or, or vendor contact, vendor relation, it allows you to free up more time within that pie, right? So that's really the goal of delegating the task. I mean, it, it, you know, it, as far as delegating, you know, sure, we're wired to have full control of their, our business, right? Many shop owners, um, you know, they've gone through the trenches, like you mentioned, they were wrenching. Um, they, they've done a lot of hard work to get to where they are today. And they deserve to be part of every aspect, no matter if they hire a CMO uh, or not, right? But as they continue to grow, what happens? Their time starts to become a little bit more limited, so they have to delegate these tasks to somebody, whether they hire an internal marketing uh, person that could sit in their shop you know, uh, you know, 40 hours a week, or if they hire a company like Overdrive that could be able to delegate or uh, accept on those tasks and have contact uh, between them and their, their vendors that they're working with. Um, it allows them to free up more time, and, and, and that's the ultimate goal. And I encourage it. it it's very similar to... Um, you know, when you think about coaching, right, there's shops that are so reluctant to accept a coach for me personally. And I'm not just talking about a coach for the industry, by the way. Um, I'm talking about a coach, right? A any type of coach for me, I had a strength and conditioning coach when I was training and I was deep into jujitsu and competing and stuff. Um, I hired a strength and conditioning coach. It was not cheap. It was super expensive actually, but I was able to lose 30 pounds. I was in the best shape of my life. Um, and it was the best thing that I've ever done. Same thing in our industry, right? If I'm, you know, half a million bucks in debt, if I'm working 14 hour days, if I want to buy that fifth location, I'm going to need a coach to help, you know, walk me through this and hold me accountable. It's, you know, I call it an accountability buddy, right? So, um, you know, it, it allows you to reach these goals are more attainable when you have that support system and that accountability. So I'm a big believer in it. I'm definitely drinking the Kool-Aid, Frank. Well, no, man, I, I, I think about what you said. I mean, these are all top-notch, and, and I have some of the seasoned shop owners. They're always looking to just, like, squeeze the juice even more. And I think they're, they're, you get to a certain flatline, no matter what level you're at. You could be year one shop, you flatline. Year three, year five, year ten, I'm growing two locations, flatline. You're, you know, you, there's always something to grow on. And I, I think those that get it um, understand that you got to choose your battles, like, you know, I want to speak on something else, man. It just came to came to mind. I don't think our industry is truly enjoying life, man. I, I see a lot of sniveling. I see a lot of people like 
uh, they're having these contests of who's doing this and this is subtle movement. Meanwhile, at the end of the day, I think you opened your business to enjoy freaking life. Yeah. Are you, are you going to owe bills at the end of the day one month? Cause it got real slow and you goofed up and you didn't do this, that, and the other thing. Should you develop less of a lifestyle? Why did you open up? And so I'm speaking to a lot of the younger talented master technicians that say, Hey, you know, I'm going to do this on my own. And then they're six months into it. Dude, I know you've been to those garages where they're, they're fresh, they're green in business. And, and these guys are rock star technicians and, and they're struggling. You know, they're, they're, they're struggling. The pain is real regarding cash flow and marketing and planning. And had I done this a long time ago, had I known you, I, I think I would have just said, okay, it's not too bad. I can raise the labor rate 10 bucks, hire this consultant. He's going to be my CMO to help me out. Because I don't want to dance with marketing. Like, I want to dance with yeah. my clients. I want to dance with the feel good. I want to fix cars. There, there are a lot of great shop owners that they got people up front. They don't want to hang up front. But they still have to pay attention to metrics. Um, I got to ask you, on that note, I'm in business Year one, year two, I got excited, I laid it out, I did everything that I thought would be nice for my people in my community. I know I can fix the heck out of cars. Things start getting painful for me. You're not just talking overdrive for the big fat dollar shops, and I say that respectfully. You're, you're talking to those that are getting started, because some are listening I can't do that. I can't afford that. I can't. I, I'm just going to do flyers. I'm going to go 3 o'clock in the morning. And by the way, I did that. You guys want to grind? I worked a full day, and I was out at the apartment complex handing out flyers like a fool. Apartment complex would call me the next day. Uh, you need to come pick up these flyers. And then I'd come up with a story. Um, the owner in Kansas said, you guys got oil leak problems, and he said it was okay. That worked half the time, Mikey D. <laughs> that is stupid, silly, but I have it's no good choice. That you were able to pivot for a little bit. <laughs> um, you do what you do. So I want to speak to those shop owners, man. They they want to survive year one, year two, year three. Um, and they just feel like, man, all this candy's out of reach because I can't afford it. Talk to a shop that may need to adjust their labor rate. And I'm just gonna go right to it. To be able to make their business excel, including in marketing? Yeah, don't, don't be afraid to. Um, you know, you, we, we, we have our labor rate set for the type of audience we want to attract, P period. It's no offense to anybody else. It's just this is the type of customer that we want in our shop. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, we're at a really interesting time when you talk about kind of like, you know, what sort of happens, like where are we at today? And, then, you know, people kind of panicking and stuff. You know, I, I'm going to go back to 2020, right? COVID really was a big eye opener. A lot of the older generation, the guys and gals that had had their shop for 30 or so years, they're retiring, they're selling off, right? And then this younger generation is buying multiple stores, right? I'm, I'm seeing a lot of this, three, four, five, six locations. So what's happening is they continue to onboard all these no, new locations. They start to look at it like, oh, you know, how am I going to manage all of this? So the first thing I would suggest is not to panic. It's okay to take a step back. Sometimes you have to, well, it's, it's a cliche, right? But like, sometimes you have to take a step back to take two steps forward. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I always say, and I'll go back to that original question you asked when we first started this conversation, Frank, is lean on a peer. 
talk to somebody that's actually been through this through this route. That's Mike, Mike, issues, hey, right? Mike, you think you think we're just big, bad, and bold, and we got it. We don't need to talk to anybody. You think some of us are like that? Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, you you see that? Because I'm in my mind, it. in my <laughs> mind, Mike. I'm thinking that seems to be that way. But you see it. You visit over 1,300 garages across the country, and I'm sure you walked away, and you're like, man, I need a drink, because that dude was like so full of his stuff, and he doesn't realize how much more he could attain in a quality of life and all this stuff. You think we're knuckleheads that way? I, I wouldn't say knuckleheads, Frank. Come on, man. I, I would. I say that. But, I, I, but, but say I, it. I, get, say, I get kicked out. I, I don't care. I, <laughs> I, I would say, you know, in all seriousness, Frank, I, I mean, I would say there's a, a little bit of an ego, right? And, but ego's okay. I want everybody to know that that's actually a positive thing. But sometimes we have to shelve that ego to get help and to get to where we want to be. There is nothing wrong with that. Let's swallow our pride. Let's lean on a peer. Let's talk to a coaching company. Let's, let's figure out how we can get out of this pickle or, or whatever situation you're in to be able to help, you know, work towards your long-term goals. Yeah. One of the things I did, Mike, is I, man, and this is, this is why I love my industry and I love the people in it. Whatever, 20, 30 year operator, 40 year, 50 year, 60 year. Greg Buckley, the guy's running since 1890, whatever out there in Delaware. <laughs> I love my I love my boy Greg Buckley. Um you know, Megan, Megan, Megan Dinoff with with her whole tribe over there. There's so many of us in the industry. Like, I, I just say, I dream. You guys are gonna think I'm crazy, but I dream and I say, Man, where were these people back in 95? I had Mitch Schneider. I read Mitch Schneider Motor Age Magazine articles to keep my sanity. We didn't have internet. And what did I do? Things were going bad. So what do you do? You physically abuse yourself. When I tell you about that parking lot, flyers, that's all I could do. I had no clue about a calendar and charging. My labor rate was about as what it would be. The wind flew by. That sounds good, and you're broken working on way too many cars and people yelling at you. I, and, I think we, we need you, man. Oh, ahead, huh? No, I was just going to say, and that's why, you know, you, you've been through the trenches, right? You've had to walk from car to car putting flyers on car uh, cars, right? So, I mean, you know, you, there's an immense amount of pride in, in, in that, that shop owners take in their business, as they should. That's why it's difficult to ask for help, right? That's why I find it's difficult to ask for help because of everything that we've been through, um, you know, to, to, to grow our business and get to where we're at today. Hey, I'm going to I'm gonna advise Overdrive. You need a, a, a tab and you need to mark the tab therapy. I'll be your first person. I'll sign up right now. <laughs> Therapy. Do you think we need therapy? <laughs> That's what we need, man. I mean, I say it I jokingly. Inside that landing page there on the site. Therapy. <laughs> yep. And I'll sign up. We all need therapy. But no, you're doing some great thing. Uh, things. If you guys are just joining us, Overdrive, D R Y V E people, OverdriveInc.com. I'll have it in the show notes. Seriously, creating a customized marketing plan. You guys stop heavy lifting, man, in the wrong areas. And you get frustrated. Overdrive will take care of the heavy lifting for you so you can focus on your family, your life, your fishing, your trips, your Mexico, your Canada skiing, all that stuff. Relax and let Overdrive handle it. Mike, you, I've known you for years, man. Big smiles, big heart, always there, always a man of your word. When I found out 
the Ukrainians. I said, man, the industry just struck up some gold, man. And well, I, I just want to, I just want to say you, that. Um, I, I think, I think again, people want people. They don't want the fancy. And you're one of the peeps, and and I'm 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 just I'm on a mission to help you, brother, because we need the help. The more we can help you, Frank, the more you can help us. That. Yeah, I super appreciate that, man. That means a lot, and and truly, like, I, it's why I do what I do. It's why I created this company because over ten years, I've noticed some holes in our industry, and part of it was the shop owner who just had a family at home working all day long, um, didn't attend their kid's soccer game. You know, I heard those stories time after time again, and I realized that that's not everybody, but there was a lot, there's a lot out there um, that don't have a process in place and it's taking them away from their family. So, you know, for, for you to say that it's truly why I'm in it is more for the intrinsic reward, you know, that, that special feeling like, you know, I, I do want to have an impact. So, um, I'm, 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 I'm super proud, um, to kind of venture off on my own and do my own thing and make my own decisions because I know it really does come from a good place. So thank you so much for, for acknowledging that. I really appreciate that, Frank. And man, dude, it's an honor to know you. You're spent all this time in Southern California. Why don't you come up, come up North? I am because it's cold. It's cold in Arizona. I need to go out there and go like go uh, surfing. I'm trying to surf. I don't We're even know. For you I don't even know what area, I'm doing. Man. But I got to ask you, just um, let's just talk about this. We got about uh, eight or nine minutes. All right, we got some time. Yep. Many of us are trying to spank Google SEO. Google SEO is serious. Um, it took me years, um, years meaning eighteen years of a website. Uh, I'm not going to go through our performance, but that thing was a machine. But I will tell you, in the early years, you know what? I'll tell you straight. A lot of you can relate. Back in 2008, the sky fell, real estate plopped down in the toilet, and all of a sudden, real estate agents were freaking uh, SEO experts. <laughs> I don't know how far you go back, so I hired a few people, and they and, and I'm watching performance, and it was horrible. So I guess what we do? This is another syndrome. We hire somebody, not good. We didn't ask the right questions, like you said. And they're so bad, we give up and say, ah, oh, I could rebuild a 350. I'm going to take care of my own SEO. <laughs> That's what a lot of us do because, like, we're in business. We got to do it. Um, how serious is this SEO currently? AI is a big thing now. Uh, chat, GPT, and all this stuff. Can you just give those listening a golden nugget? Like, what are the, what's, like, the biggest thing I need to be aware of for my business regarding Google SEO. Yeah, Frank, uh, I, I, this is a conversation at least until midnight. You said we only have eight minutes. so um, no, That's I, what we do on Wrench Nation. We put people on the spot. <laughs> this is a I live know, show, baby. <laughs> it, it's totally fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, you know, we're wired because, you know, we'll launch a campaign, right, for example. We'll write a blog. We'll add pages to our website. And then we expect, like, all of a sudden to be number one on Google, right? But then we see a slip down and we're, we start to panic, right? Pull our hair out. Um, you know, the most frustrating part about SEO as business owners, I mean, it's, it's important to understand that, you know, there's so many different elements to SEO. It's not like a snap of the fingers and you're number one, right? Google changes their algorithm, which is how your shop is, is listed on the web. They probably change it over 400 times per year. So, you know, you, you might search something today on Google, um, and you, it's going to be the prime first position. But then the very next day, you search the same thing, and maybe it went down to number number two or three, right? Um, you know, or if you search like from your desktop today, and then your mobile device tomorrow, same thing, right? It's it's going to be different. So 
in my years of managing SEO or, or, or working with companies who, who do, um, you know, all we can do is just follow Google's lead and adjust. I mean, there's no holy grail here, right? There's no, um, you know, somebody is not going to break the Da Vinci Code. We just follow Google's lead and adjust to it. You know, right now, some of the important you know, components or nuggets, right, is, you know, a, a secure and accessible website. you got to make sure your page is secure. Uh, page speed. It has to load fast, right? Uh, content that's optimizing is custom to you, nobody else. You mentioned the AI and chat, chat uh, uh, PT, like that's a hot thing. And I know we all have opinions on it, but for me, it's, it's not authentic. You know, why use it? It's good for a baseline. You could use it as sort of a placeholder, but, you know, it has to be custom content, right? Um, backlinks, nap consistency, Google's crawling the web, and they're looking at every site under the sun. You know, Facebook, Yelp, YP.com, you know, every single site under the sun, and they're making sure that your, uh, your, your name, address, and phone number is consistent across the web. You have social signals, all your social links on your website, review signals. Each of these carry some level of rate, uh, weight for your rankings factor. Um, and, and I think it's something to consider. It, it's, you could get a PhD in all of this stuff and still be learning every single day. And that's why it's always better, in, in my own opinion, to lean on the professionals um, that live and die and live and breathe this every single day. No, I couldn't agree with you much. I mean, it, 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 you, you're hitting it spot on, but I want to add to that. I think the last 10 years, uh, I'll just call it for what it is, uh, Mark Zuckerberg gave us and introduced us these dopamine injections. And so a lot of you, you put that content out there and you're all about how many likes and the volume and the, re, you know, and you're like, nobody liked it and you drive yourself crazy and then you go back to it. And so my point is this. Take a deep breath. Speak to your audience. When you have a simple three-legged stool of marketing, which is, who's my market? What's the medium? Is the Instagram going to look the same as the billboard? Probably not. What medium am I going to execute? And dang it, focus on the message. With that said, those three items... The average individual that's really good at making widgets, that's really good at rebuilding a Porsche engine, whatever, probably not going to hit those. And so I believe, yeah, you better you better maybe change the price structure a little bit and be able to task up an individual and a team to do that for you. Even if you're on the corner store and it's just two of you working in the garage. Don't give up on no it. No matter. No matter what. You're right. No matter what. I mean, it, it, and it's not like, you know, overdrive is the, is the, is a silver bullet, right? I know what we were capable of, but it's not overdrive. Find somebody that can help you. Right. Because I, I'm telling you, this stuff is always going to change. Always going to change. What you're going to see six months from now with SEO and all this stuff, it's going to be different. So you constantly have to stay ahead of the curve. You might as well hire somebody that, um, you know, that, that does this every single day and does it for a living. All right, last question. Going to put you on the spot. That's what we do on Ranch Nation. <laughs> what we do on Ranch Nation. Let's go. Hey, you got two minutes. I manage, as a shop owner, my own social media, specifically Big Daddy Facebook. What am I doing wrong on Facebook? <laughs> uh, a number of things, right? Content, right? You post the right content. Um, don't special jam, right? Every single post is a special. 
Um, I think all of us nowadays are aware that, you know, people and, uh, you know, the, the exterior of the building uh, gets more likes and more engagement than, um, you know, $20 off if you spend X. Um, also ads. Um, what's cool about Facebook ads or, or even all social platforms will, will give you ads, but you can hone it down to the demographics, right? You can say, I want to target 35-year-olds to 49-year-olds. Uh, who drive a 2005 to a 2019, you know, Chevy Camaro and Toyota Tundra uh, in this specific zip code. I mean, that's how granular it is. So do ads. Uh, and the cool part, and I'll leave it with this, is the analytics. You know, all of these social media platforms, when you run ads, they'll give you the analytics to measure things like click-through rates, impressions, uh, ultimately um, coming into your shop and spending money. No, I like that. Um, the other thing that I got to put out there, Mike, you, you got some serious experience teaching over 100 courses to shop owners. You guys uh, visit Overdrive, that's D-R-Y-V-E, Inc.com. Uh, you've got some of these courses on the website. Let's say I want to do a little window shopping um, and I want to test drive. I may not know you like I do. Um, you want to peruse. Where, where can you send visitors on your website for that? Uh, where can we send visitors on the website? Right. Or, you've you've uh, got like a section. I make sure I don't get this wrong, Mike. You, you've got a section, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, where you've got a, these educational presentations on your website. Yes, Am I yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's my yes, point. Yeah, those, what do people do yeah, if they yeah, want to test drive your stuff? <laughs> yeah. So, so those are some of the, uh, the presentations and, and courses that I've taught over the course of my career, uh, mostly marketing related, but, you know, I've done – Things like, you know, generational marketing and, uh, you know, the fast track to, to analytics and different things like that. Uh, those are some of my past courses, but I always allow myself because sometimes these associations will invite me to maybe, you know, teach a class or, or something like that. So I'm totally open to, to, to do that if needed as well. A boatload of knowledge. And presentation. A boatload, yeah, man. A boatload of knowledge. Uh, and we appreciate you. Stepping into the pit. Listen, man, you are now a peddler. You're one of us. You're a business owner. You're a peddler. And we love you for that. And hey, actually, and I still have my hair, Frank. <laughs> hey, hold on to that. Some of us got to work on that. It's, Some it's of us, still you know. brown. It's still brown. Uh, <laughs> Overdriveinc.com. <laughs> if you're on LinkedIn, man, check out Mike De La Cruz. I love you, brother. We're going to re-follow up with you in six months. And I thank you uh, for hanging with Ranch Nation. You rock. Love you, Big Frank. Have a good one, man. Thanks for having me on. It's so straight up, people. Don't try to be a champion. You're all trying to like you skydive and cliff dive and scuba dive. Stop diving, man. Stop creating this whole situation. Uh, attain the people that can help you so you have peace of mind. Overdriveinc.com. I'll have that in the show notes. I appreciate you guys hanging. Next week, I'm excited. I believe it's next week. I got a whole, whole show on uh, Tesla and the uh, self driving uh situation and system we got an engineer coming on we're going to talk under hood of teslas what's it all about you guys are hearing about it in the media maybe you own one you're really happy maybe you're not i want you guys to hang with us next week get on wrenchnation.tv if you miss bits and pieces of the show i have a podcast up this weekend i appreciate and love every single one of you thank you for hanging as i tell you every week be safe hug each other and never forget to hug them again